0: This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed.
1: However, hey, we don't want to miss it because what if it ends up being true? No matter how fake it may be, Amidala coming back to life, uh, Lando suddenly having a daughter because someone's also black like him. I mean, let's forget the, the subtle racism of that. everyone... Who's black is related to Lando They're not Dave They're not You mean all black people In the universe Is not connected to Lando Well
0: remember There are, there are people out there That still say Finn The big surprise Is gonna be Finn Is related to Lando Yeah and I'm um, like going, wow Yeah guys <laughs> Did you guys not learn anything From
1: watching Get Out I mean, casual racism is the worst form of racism <laughs> It is It's when you it don't is. even realize you're being racist, right? I hope it's not just a cameo Like, I, if, he's, if they're gonna bring Carl Weathers and Give him a, a give fair him shot Give him give something, something to sink his teeth in Let's see Carl Weathers you know, play the role of the lifetime and finally shake off the Apollo Creed funk. He is so charismatic. What if he's screen. related to Lando? I mean, what, what if he's... I tried uh, to stay away from that. No, no, I'm just saying, what if Apollo Creed's like Lando's brother? Because
0: he's he's black.
1: But, well, yeah, <laughs> according to some people, all black people are, are related in, uh, in, Star in Star Wars. Wars. Uh, I, th- I think he might end up being Finn's father uh, and... Uh, <laughs> That and uh, Lando's brother—that—that means Finn is Lando's nephew. <laughs> Dude, what, what happens if Finn do, actually do that? I, I'm probably gonna throw my popcorn at the screen. i was <laughs> like, oh, you, <laughs> you,
0: you son of a bitch! <laughs> you, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> ah!
1: Warning: From the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue.
0: Honor if you will join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a medical probe to help and heal human beings.
1: I am a jedi like my father before
0: me
1: all right hello everybody welcome to star wars from the back to tank i am michael floors your host And David Sabal is here joining me today as my co-host. Hello, Dave. Hello, everyone. All right. So this is our first show of 2019. We have been our first official show of 2019. We have been on winter break. We did come back for our resistance discussions, but typically around this time of year, we take about six weeks off. It's the only time of the year that we allow ourselves to get a little bit of a breather and catch up on life because this network definitely drains us of life and our souls sometimes. So we need that break, Dave. Oh yeah. We need that little rest into the back to tank fluids. Yes, because we don't want to lose the will to live by just <laughs> doing too much work. <laughs> but there surprisingly Dave, there's really not a lot of Star Wars news. I think that again, this is the first year that we have gone away and we didn't come back to just loads, loads and loads of news. of news. We literally had to dig through the archives of the internet to even find anything really Relevant or exciting to talk about Is that surprising to you Dave That there is no real Real
0: Star Wars news over The past six weeks Partly partly meaning because I'm used to actually hearing about Oh the, this is the latest news this is It mm-hmm. everyone at this point is Just waiting for that trailer And you
1: think they're doing this intentionally Do you think I honestly think, do you think at this point Kathleen it's Kennedy is like you know what these Motherfuckers <laughs> Complaining that there's too much Star Wars. Oh, we're oversaturating. Well, you know what? I'm going to make them want it. And my garden needs their tears. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make them want this. They're going to want it and need it because I'm going to take it away from them. (laughs) Do you think that's their strategy, Dave? That could be.
0: I mean... Complete radio silence for six weeks of any real, real Star Wars news. Well, have you noticed that even like they're, they used to be really lax with some of the actors tweeting out and directors tweeting out and right, everything. Yeah. All of a sudden last year, it's been radio silence. Like no one's allowed to say anything. Oh yeah. And <laughs> and I'm like going, huh. Okay. Maybe they're, they're, they're basically saying, okay, we gave you guys a shot. We understand that basically everyone's excited for Star Wars. But after the latest trolling, it's like it's like a parrot with a kid. Yeah. I mean, we're going to d- take it away from you. <laughs> <laughs> look what you did. Look what you did. I'm turn this ship around. I'm going to turn Johnson, this car look, around. Look at that shit you just left on the floor. Oh. I'm going to rub your nose in it.
1: Speaking of that, Ryan Johnson has been also pretty silent. Uh, he has not gone, <laughs> I don't think, more than a month without some type of uh, divisive tweet about The Last Jedi to antagonize some of the. Some of the fringe fans, because I
0: picture I picture Kathleen Kennedy bringing him into the office and like rubbing his nose in the carpet, going, "Look at the shit you just did, Ryan! <laughs> shut up! Shut up!
1: <laughs> Quit starting trouble! I'll hang you by my garden! We're <laughs> gonna make you cry!" All right, so there is a little bit of news, some fun theories and speculation, but first, let's talk about. Disneyland, Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, tie-in comic (laughs) and novel details. Now, part of me laughs. I'm like, oh, the greed of Disney. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm on board. I'm not against commercialism. I know a lot of people are against commercialism and capitalism. I'm about money. I'm about making money. The world can't go around. At least this version of our world and where we're at as a society, we haven't evolved past Currency, Dave, money is important. It always will be. So I have no problem when a company's trying to make a dime. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? This is cool, but at the same time, the, the cynical, snarky <laughs> the side cynical, of me is like, side. really? You really got to earn more money, not to mention the fact that you've already hiked up your prices but for Blake, Disneyland tickets. We're trying to make the make your visit special, yeah, special for your pocketbook. And, <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> but
1: allegedly,
0: not allegedly. Okay, this factually, confirmed.
1: it's confirmed that Disneyland will be tying in their new theme park, Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge, into comic books and books. Yes. According to this article, excitement is building for the grand opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the new park addition to Disneyland and Disney World. The area will showcase a never before seen piece of the Star Wars universe, the planet Batuu and the settlement known as the Black Spire. Now, Disney has announced a series of novels and comics to reveal more about the new world. The official Star Wars site announced three novels that will be based on the new planet and tie in closer to the established Star Wars canon. Uh, author Delia Dawson will write The Black Spire, a prequel to the Disney experience, to focus on a spy for Princess Leia's exploring the titular community. Uh, Zoraida Cordova will pin a Crash of Fate about a pair of long-separated childhood friends reunited on Batuu after one of them is chased back to the planet. Star Wars Myths and Fables will be a collection of fairy tales and legends. That sounds fucking cool. That's cool. From across the Star Wars universe and will be written by George Mann with illustrations by Grant Griffin. I saw the name George and didn't see Mann. I was like, George Lucas,
0: really? (laughs) I I got a little too excited for half a a second there. You got a little excited there.
1: Uh, Those novels join a previously announced new Marvel miniseries, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which will be written by Ethan Sachs and feature art from will Sliney. Uh, the series will center around the infamous antiques collector Duck ondor and and how he came to the Black Spire. The
0: miniseries is slated to begin april twenty fourth and i've I've read rumors these are rumors okay the the antique collector duck ondor mm hmm Apparently, you can go into his shop at the at the theme park, and you can buy stuff at his store. And I'm like going, okay. Well, it's kind of like the the parts of the Caribbean, yeah. Store, right? It's like the parts of the Caribbean store. And I'm like going, they are going. They're remember we've talked about how they're going
1: all in, Dave. They're going all in. No restraint, no lube, no condom. They're just going in dry. They want full immersion. Yeah, full immersion, Dave. Going in dry. They don't care how they have to do it. And honestly, I I make some jokes and I talk about the greed of Disney. Uh, This is also fun. I'm not. I can look at it from two sides. The idea that they're connecting their theme park and they're going to connect story aspects, narrative aspects to the theme park itself. That's pretty fucking cool, Dave, because what do we always talk about? This is an era where. There's no longer reasons to be governed by one type of storytelling, one medium. This is the perfect era for transmedia storytelling. And transmedia storytelling really started taking off, I want to say, in the early 2000s or late 2000s, but I don't think we were ready for it yet. And again, if people don't know what transmedia is, that's basically a a an idea of telling a story through various mediums. Let's say the story starts in a comic book, then moves into a movie, then moves into a video game, and then moves into random tweets on Twitter, uh, that are short form 180 characters or less stories. Uh, then it goes into a theme park. Uh That's transmedia. That's transmedia. So now more than ever, I think a lot of us are geared towards that type of storytelling And Disney, honestly, is the best choice to really be a champion of transmedia because they have the infrastructure to actually do it correctly. And if we are going to get, as this article alludes, if we are going to get connected stories to the theme park or at least things that shed light on new aspects of the Star Wars world world that's being introduced into Galaxy's Edge, Dave, I'm on board. I don't care how much money the ticket costs. Yeah, it frustrates me a little that Disney's got to raise their ticket prices by like, what, 40%, something like that. I'm not against it, but I understand it. And if they're doing it and they're creating these novels and
0: they're well-written, they're not just cash grabs, uh, this is exciting. Oh, absolutely. But also it, it really comes into play as like the writing team that they have behind this has to be on point because like if you're going to do transmedia and actually connect the books to our experience in the theme park, those books have to be at least good and actually make people want to read them so that we can immerse ourselves in those stories. That's why I, I'm really excited that basically they got Delilah Dawson to do the spy one because I honestly think that that's going to be the overall story that's going to be pitched to you in galaxy's edge that you are the spy that of princess leia in in, in this in the black spire mm-hmm. i think that's what they're going to go with and delilah dawson has a very good resume when it comes to star wars she she did a couple of the uh other star wars stories like the perfect weapon she did phasma which phasma was okay it was it was a decent enough story and she's also done a various uh, short stories within the Star Wars Insiders. So she's well-versed. Okay, what other books has Delia Dawson written? Delia Dawson has also written... Or Delilah. Uh, I or think Delilah. I think. Delilah, yeah. Delilah Dawson. Uh, she's done The Mysterious Man of Morpho, uh, Peculiar Pets of... Uh, Star Miss Wars. Pleasance. Star Wars books. Star Wars books. Let's see. The Perfect Weapon. Short story. Uh, Scorched. Uh, Star Wars Insider, so she wrote a a short story for Star Wars Insider, and Secrets of the Long Snoot, which was published in the Star Wars from a Certain Point of View, and then Star Wars Phasma. Okay, how about we do this? Let's
1: make a commitment, Dave, right here on the air. I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's read some of her work and do a thorough analysis of it in preparation. I think that's fair. Of the release of Galaxy's Edge and her tie-in stories. Yeah. I think you want to do that? I think that's fair. Okay. That will be a good way to kind of lead up to the release of Galaxy's Edge, which I'm hoping we can get some press privileges and be some new people. The first people to walk in that park, Dave. How you feel about that? Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm working on it, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I need my death sticks. I know. <laughs> Princess Leia in the, slave, in the slave get-up. Please, please <laughs> do that. <laughs>
0: I can picture you now. Here's your here's your mission, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Can you tell Leia if I succeed? Can I have her in the slave Leia outfit? Yes. And uh <laughs> I also need to have an Imperial
1: probe droid with me to assist, please. <laughs> All right, so Star Wars Galaxy's Edge rumors also <laughs> saying that Disney's new ride is going to be twenty eight minutes long, Dave. That's a lot Are we gonna hassle. die during this ride after? <laughs> Like, what's 28 minutes, David? I mean, I think Star Tours is what, like five minutes, maybe seven maybe minutes top
0: seven or nine. I'm thinking. But yeah, that, this is going to be a long ass 28
1: ride. minutes, Dave. I mean. I mean, we're, 28 minutes, I think, is well worth the cost of admission, in my opinion, A 28-minute ride in the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, makes the money that you spend to get into Disneyland that much more worth it because of a 20-minute ride. I don't care if I have to wait in line for five hours, Dave. Suddenly, it becomes worth it. It becomes worth it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, with the opening of Disneyland Star Wars Galaxy's Edge just months away, more rumors are flying faster than the Millennium Falcon on the Kessel Run. Oh, terrible! (laughs) Come on, USA Today, simmer down. While Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run has received most of the early attention thanks to the iconic starship, the other ride in Galaxy's Edge will be a 20-minute epic with more than 300 animatronic figures. Holy shit, Dave. This is like going to be really in Star Wars, in the classic Star Wars films.
0: It's going to be like the classic Star Wars films.
1: Wow. So, David, this is not the Millennium Falcon ride. This is a different one. Really? Really? It oh, says, right? yeah, while, right. mil- while Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run has received most of the early attention thanks to the iconic starship, the other ride in Galaxy's Edge will be a 28-minute epic with over 300 animatronic figures. Is this going to be more like an updated version of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride? Because the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, even though it's dated, is very immersive and fun as hell. yeah. And there's a lot of animatronics there. What if we get a Star Wars version of that? Do you think that's what we're going to get? Something oh similar
0: if, to that. If they were able to take that type of immersion, that you know, and you're like, right. I want a physical immersion. I don't want just to put glasses on
1: and like, hey, this is your ride. Like, I love Star Tours. I yeah. it's it's satisfied me time and time again. I never get bored, no matter what position we're in. It's always good fun, and we all finish at the same time. It's a great ride, Dave. Right? Yes. Star Tours, but Star Tours is always one of the one of the highlights of Disney. But essentially, it's just a hydraulic system. Yes, you know, and it's fun. I'm hoping we don't get a lot of that. We've already been there, done that. But if they were to give us something like a cross between the two, Star Tours meets the the immersion, the the physical immersion of Pirates of the Caribbean, Dave. That's a thing of dreams right
0: <laughs> that, that would be freaking I awesome i just got you more excited i can tell <laughs> oh yeah absolutely because like you're right i mean the pirates of the caribbean is immersive but it is very dated but it's still fun though it's still fun yeah and if you were to take that type of feeling with star wars oh dude i would gladly gladly wait in line like 5 hours along just to actually get the, get into that ride Especially since, especially since it's, if it is 28 minutes long, how do you sit through
1: that? (laughs) I know. How are you going to sit through that? I know. What if you got to go pee? Are they going to give us cups
0: to pee in? Here you guys go. (laughs) Here's some cups to pee in. I actually, I actually found something that details maybe something about like that 28 minute ride. Mm -hmm. Um, Something maybe. Details. Because it comes from uh, a writer in Orlando, Florida, who's actually uh, been given rights and permission to actually detail the two Star Wars rides, the attractions. And she actually writes that one of them, she says here, a Star Wars, a Star Destroyer awaits. Here's how Stella described Rise of the Resistance, which is one of the rides. We don't know if it's a 28 minute ride, but this sounds like it could be really in depth. It's where guests board a Star Destroyer. Visitors board a transport that will take them into space with windows revealing their journey to the Star Destroyer. Mm. Once aboard, riders will be taken as prisoners, only to be rescued by members of the Resistance. At one point, riders on the trackless vehicle, and that means there's no track. You are actually walking it in the, okay, around the corridors. So
1: are we delving into some weird hybrid I say weird because I feel like it's weird, but I know you're a fan of this type of stuff. Like some weird hybrid cosplay meets LARPing type feel. Is that what they're doing with some of these things? I honestly think if they did, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, well, hey, don't get mad at me when I punch a stormtrooper in the <laughs> oh, face yeah.
0: awesome, like, uh, No, uh, no, no, don't listen, do it. I'm going to commit. <laughs> I'm going to commit. So <laughs> you,
1: you don't want to do that type of thing with someone like me because I'm going to commit to it. I don't do anything half-assed. I'm going to have sex with hot tweelix and uh, punch stormtroopers in the face.
0: <laughs> so, once they actually take you off the transport say you're under arrest, automatic punch to the face on one yeah. stormtroopers. I'm taking these people back to Coruscant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. C3PO, Dave. Anthony Daniels is done. It's a wrap when yep. it comes to episode nine. Uh, Anthony Daniels, just a few short days ago, had tweeted out that today was 3PO's last. On episode 9. He's sad. So am I. But we're so proud to have worked with such a lovely talented cast. And crew led by JJ and Kathy. I'll miss everyone. But I'm glad to know. That we've been making something exceptional together. To share with the waiting world. Dave. That seems very. Very sad. Like it's very nice right? Yeah. But. Is this a signal that. 3PO died? (laughs) I'm just saying, Dave. I I mean, think about it. This is essentially the end of the Skywalker saga, right? Yes. It doesn't mean it's the end of C-3PO and R2, but that's their storyline. That's a lot lot of times people have always said, hey, it's really the story of R2 and C-3PO. It's from their perspective because they've literally been in pretty much every single film. Yes. And no, they have been in every single film, right? Yes. They've been in every single one. They've been in every single Every single Skywalker film, Phantom Menace.
0: He's been, he was built there. Would it
1: feel right if they were to kill off one of our two major droid characters, or both? But okay, Dave, let's let's handle this very carefully here because this could very closely teeter into blasphemous territory. We're talking about the death of two of the most iconic characters, period, in Star Wars. Never mind Darth Vader. That's a that's a that's obvious. Yes. We're dealing with C3PO and R2, Dave. Do we kill them? <laughs> well, what, what are your initial thoughts? Don't overthink it. Do we kill them? I'm gonna say yes. And you know what, Dave? I would agree. Yeah. that's my initial knee jerk reaction to this tweet. Initial knee jerk reaction? Yes. I'm like, off. kill them. It would make sense. It uh, imagine killed
0: Han and
1: Luke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and. As long as they go out In a way that matters I don't want to be a cheap death If 3PO is killed off Or R2 is killed off It needs to be highly fucking emotional And in order for it to work Correctly Dave I don't feel like both of them should die We need to see the other one In pain and turmoil That their best friend Their counterpart died I
0: don't so,
1: agree with us. C3PO or R2 One of them to die, I feel, to really, really bring home that emotion, Dave. And I'm not saying destroy the the, the feels of Star Wars and how uplifting it is, but this is also the end of an uh, of an era. This is the end of the road for the Skywalker series. I and hate to say what it. What better way to move on, Dave? Which we do. Let's admit, as Star Wars fans, and and as the future of Star Wars continues to progress, we need to move on. We need to move past.
0: Yeah, and I hate to say it. I mean, you, when I think about it. If you are going to make Kylo Ren into the biggest badass, most hated Star Wars character of all time, wait, wait, hold on! You're telling you're telling us you want you want to see Kylo Ren kill yes. them.
1: I <laughs> want Kylo God. Ren
0: to kill him. I don't think it, that would work. I think it has to because you, if you think about it, Kylo Ren they've they've been trying to push this character on us that there is no redeeming quality in him. There's mm-hmm. no redemption in his sight, and you think him killing C-3PO is far worse than killing Han Solo. No, no, he should kill everybody. What?
1: Okay, Dave. Now you're just you're just trying to be. No, you're, seriously, you're just trying to be
0: crazy. Now. No, no, I'm not being crazy, but you're, think you're, about you're it. You're turning into clickbait, Dave. Let's be honest. No, if you think about clickbait, it, clickbait, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> clickbait. But if you think about it, story-wise, Kylo Ren, because you even stated yourself, this is a character that is beyond redemption. You can't bring him back he killed his father okay
1: that was the pinnacle of everything okay well no hold on what i said what you're right but don't misinterpret what i meant was we needed something to make him transition fully to the dark side obviously yes. jj was working with the, at, at, working at that angle of he was struggling to fully commit to the dark side and in order for him to fully commit he thought that by killing his father it would be that last Nail in the coffin of his soul that he would lose all elements of the light and his conscience would be completely null and void. Yeah, but it worked. That's one of the strengths of last Jedi. It was the opposite. It actually broke him further. So if they were to go kind of double down on that, I'd feel like it would be insincere to everything we've seen them do with Kylo Ren yet. You think? Yeah. Now, if he is. What's the word I'm looking for? If he is the one that did it, let's say with, like, the call he made, but he wasn't directly involved in the death, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I feel like it needs to – I think Color Rinn's the obvious choice. We can't just have Kyle Rind killing everybody, right?
0: Well, the, Or do the you thing. think I he actually, should? I actually got into a discussion about this about someone. They were, like, asking what should happen to each of the characters, and I nearly got strangled by a Star Wars fan when I actually said, you know what? I honestly think there should be a scene where Kylo Ren kills Chewbacca. Because that is that should solidify Kylo Ren as the complete and utter villain. He kills his father number 1, but he also kills his uncle. He can't kill his mom because we saw that at at, at Last Jedi. He he hesitated. Chewbacca's story is not finished. We know that there's something that's left unsaid. And just like what you said, one of the most powerful moments in, in force awakens was the fact that Chewie shot Kylo Ren, but he didn't shoot him to kill him. He hesitated shot him in his side because as everyone pointed out, as a lot of fans pointed out, Chewie is still his uncle. So you can, all of us can relate to the fact that Chewbacca probably grew up with Kylo Ren was very protective of him because, Hey, it's my, my best friend's son and I have a life debt to that family I, I I was telling him you want to make closure of like Kylo Ren as the dark side because at this point Kylo Ren there's so many jokes about Kylo Ren I'm like oh, you got to make him evil the best way to do it he's got to kill someone very important to the fan base I and I basically said there should be a scene where he kills Chewbacca point blank
1: all right I, that's that's a a fair breakdown of it I don't agree especially for Chewie I feel like Chewie should be a mainstay we are I feel like if you kill too many characters you're just going to kind of dilute what they've done with with Solo and Luke do you get do you understand that part I understand that point yeah but I feel like if everybody dies it suddenly takes the the severity of death and just kind of waters it down so whatever deaths they do choose to go down I'm not saying we shouldn't have a massive uh, kill count I'm not saying that But maybe pull back on the lead character's death, because then it's like, oh, well, he died. Oh, well, he died. Oh, well, he (laughs) died." died. Yeah. And plus, we've already kind of seen that in Revenge of the Sith, where all these Jedis were just slaughtered and murdered. The Jedis that we've seen since the very beginning, you know, Phantom Menace yeah we'll see i mean it all it also it's all about execution because whatever all the things you just said your whole spiel dave i mean it very well could work it just depends on the execution the execution correct all right we need to go to a very quick break and then when we get back we're getting we're gonna talk about star wars celebration news and what it means for us and also the the event as a whole we'll be right back
0: The Rain Man Show The Rain Man
1: Show Oh he's in some role playing it Says the abuse Abuse occurred After the Diocese of Buffalo Received a complaint About the priest From another alleged victim In 1980 Jesus What does a priest have With a gun Like, mean, why does he have a gun is it the same the guy that was way. paying for hookers? <laughs> that's a pastor. <laughs> I, I can I, keep my pimp that's strong. strong. <laughs> that's different. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking hot, bitches. This guy is a sicko trying to get on kids. Yeah, sometimes I pay, and the bitch don't want to put out. I'll so put a smackdown on the bitch, but I won't touch a kid. <laughs> I ain't into that shit. shit. That's some white shit. That's white shit. White problem. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag white problem. For more Rain Man, visit rainmanshow.com.
0: Missed an episode of DC on CW? If you have, this is what you've missed.
1: Well, yeah. Sure, son. And story over. Yeah, okay, exactly. And scene. <laughs> Fuck, we're gonna need like thirty-five more minutes of cape shit.
0: <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> wow, would that no. have been a doozy of an episode? Tell you what? Why didn't they just do that
1: training montage cape?
0: You <laughs> do keep now try to get some bad guys down on the ground and throw them up into the air and knock someone out it's really good on the improv
1: i am beyond <laughs> impressed right
0: now oh, i know <laughs> good Damn. job My good guess. job
1: thanks
0: guys <laughs> uh yeah uh, that would have been <laughs> i don't even know what to do now I feel like we're done. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Mike, I got the next promo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss DC on CW every week on Rain Man Digital. Covering topics from Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Holodeck 3 program is reinstated. Open sesame! i didn't even think of that until you said it that ash tyler is that archetype he is, is that archetype he's the seven
0: of nine but he's he, different because think about it, think how think how different and terrible as a character that must feel like being part human and part klingon you are dealing with something that do wants to has, kill do you think he has two dicks like the klingon <laughs> Yo Burnham,
1: (laughs) I grew my other dick back. I grew grew my other dick. I know when we were together, I didn't have it. I'll give you. But now that I'm not trying to hide, they let they allowed it to grow back. My Klingon DNA took over for a little bit, (laughs) just in the penis area. So I got I got one nine inch penis and I got one twelve inch penis. Look out! (laughs) Look out, ladies! I put a baby in Laurel What do you think I could do to you? I put a baby in Laurel and a baby in Burnham at the same time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Jesus (laughs) Christ!
1: That default, very, very quickly. Star Trek from the holodeck, exclusively on Rainman Digital. End simulation. This is America. This is my Don't got you slipping
0: now. Don't got you slipping no.
1: Look what I'm All right. now. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Star Wars America. from the back to tank. Okay, Dave. So it's time for celebration. Cue the Ewok song. Uh, Dave, you and I have been accepted. Into Star Wars Celebration. Yay, we did it. Yes, but not just as press. We are an official podcast of Star Wars Celebration. We have been accepted as part of their entourage of podcasts that will be performing live shows on stage during Star Wars Celebration Day. That's huge. Applause, Dave. Applause. Applause, Applause, everyone. Applause. We did it. We did it. (laughs) Can you believe it, Dave? I was really excited. I know we've made a lot of uh, headway and we've had a lot of moments of achievements on this network. But this, for me, is one of the greatest because of it being
0: Star Wars. Yes.
1: The fact that we're going to be able to be discussing Star Wars in the heart of the Star Wars fandom at the biggest event that Star Wars puts together, right? Yes. And we're going to be a part of that, Dave.
0: Now, now, my question is, how long will it take for you to control yourself and not strangle a Star well, Wars fan? I, well, listen, I'm going to wear a bulletproof vest. <laughs> I'm wear
1: a... I think both of us are going to get some from the Bat to tank bulletproof vest made. So that you know, various actors from Star Wars Resistance don't feel the need to, or if they feel the need to kill us,
0: <laughs> all of a sudden, here's your guys' actors for the show. We might, Kaz.
1: we might be assassinated. You know, the actor that plays Kaz might be walking by the podcast staging area. You mother- He's all, wait a second, from the back tank, those motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> we did it. No blasters. No blasters. <laughs> Close the blast doors. <laughs> Close the blast door. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Dave, the biggest question they had was, can you perform for a less of a mature audience? Obviously, they listen to our show. Show. (laughs) I'm like, listen, we can work clean. We have been on, not this show, obviously, but us as hosts, we have been on FM and AM radio before. This is what we do. We're in the radio field. uh, And obviously, when you're on terrestrial radio, you can't curse. And you can't do a lot of things, not just cursing. There's also just... The context of things that can and can't be said. Yeah, we're so, professionals. Yes, we can work professional. We say fuck a lot and make a lot of sexual jokes and innuendos because we can on this show, but we can also work clean. And it'll be, I think, difficult not to be able to let my freak flag fly. <laughs> you know, there'll be no nudity in the back to tank. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah, we can't be nude in the back to tank like we usually are. But it's going to be fun. And I, I honestly feel like it's going to be. A really great experience not just for you and I Dave but just taking the show up a notch up to the next level I'm really
0: excited what this means for our show I am too I mean I I cannot I think I'm going to be really nervous from the get-go especially when we're on the big stage because I've seen the big stage at 2015 when I went to Anaheim and I think I might get a little butterflies in my stomach, but I'm going to try to settle oh, down. Dave, I'm a natural performer. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> going to
1: be, I'm going to have to contain myself because when I do perform in live events, I tend to talk really fast, really fast. So that's the thing I need to work on, Dave, and you're going to need to help me as well. I'll help your butterflies and you help me slow down. Yeah. And there's going to be a team of us, Dave. You and I are going to be the main hosts. I believe Randy Giles is one of our contributors. He does some articles for us. He gathers video game news that's related to Star Wars for us. He's probably going to be joining the shows a little more often. He'll be there. We're hoping to find a spot for him. Uh, Lauren Alexander, uh, another host on our network, will be there with her boyfriend, and they will be assisting us from behind the scenes. So there's going to be a whole group of us out there representing Rain Man Digital and helping us. Do our show and set up.
0: We're gonna have our own smugglers run.
1: Yeah, that's right. Our own motley crew, Dave. I think I want to wear capes. I think that's gonna be my thing. I <laughs> you think I'm have gonna the capes. I think I'm gonna be uh, Donald Glover's Lando.
0: Then I say Ryan should be our Wookiee.
1: But you know, Dave, don't get all excited. And listeners out there, please don't you know throw your hands up and and say racist. I'm not gonna go in blackface. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm just gonna be a white Lando. But do you, is that appropriate? I think that's appropriate. I think that's appropriate because, like, yeah, I would probably go in blackface, but since oh, we have what? to be in family, it's a family environment, I will curtail that back. What about the the the, the douchey
1: mustache? Do you think I can get away having that? Do you think that'll be okay? I think that'll be fine. So I'll have a douchey mustache and a douchey cape. But I Do think you think be... people will understand who I am? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that, that, that should work. Maybe I should be Lando dressed up in Han Solo's clothes from <laughs> Force Awakens with the hole in the gut area with a lightsaber. Because we know Lando, what he does best is steals, steals Han shit. Solo's clothes. steal shit. Yeah, what the fuck is this? This is barely even worn. It's a little hole. <laughs> oh. Just put a vest, button that up. And I, I wonder where this hole came from. You can't from. even see that hole. Oh, well. <laughs> so we're excited for that, right, Dave?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am super excited for this.
1: And as we get closer to the date, we will continue to share more and more information about the event. As of right now, there's a lot of excitement to be had, not only because we're going to be there, but the guest list is growing, Dave. And uh, so far, the spotlight guest is Ashley Eckstein, Ahsoka Tano, the voice of Ahsoka Tano, and then Junas Sutamo. I pray to God I said his last name correctly. Uh, he's the the actor that plays Chewbacca. Yes. Sam Witwer. That man needs no introduction. Everyone knows who he is. Yes. I'm really excited to have him there as a guest. And then, of course, we have featured guests, Alexander Freed, Kevin Scott, Christopher Sean, who plays Kazuda from Star Wars Resistance, Claudia Gray, who's writing the new Star Wars novel this year, uh, Master and Apprentice, Daniel Logan, Boba Fett. He's at every Star Wars event. He
0: is. He is at every Star Wars event.
1: Dave Chapman, BB-8, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, Delilah Dawson, who we were just talking about. EK Johnson, Star Wars: Ahsoka. We're we're getting some good big names for authors. Oh yeah, I'm happy. We should have uh, the bulk of our novelists and comic book writers at these events, right?
0: I, that that's who I'm really really excited to actually see if we can interview is a lot of like the novelists.
1: Oh God, and, and I'm gonna die, Dave. Sorry to interrupt you, but Aiden uh, uh, Versio, the actress that plays Aiden Versio, is gonna be there. <laughs> oh dear God, I so, love her.
0: <laughs>
1: like like for real, she's hot. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna yeah. proclaim my love for her on the podcast stage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> That's going to be your proclamation. Give me mouth to mouth, Aiden. Yeah, I was just, Jesus, I got way too excited. <laughs> That's going to be your proclamation. I need mouth to mouth. Oh, help me before I die.
1: <laughs> before,
0: I die. <laughs> before I die. The Jedi are taking over. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a lot of other guests. We would be sitting here for about an hour if we went through all of them. But also, we have to mention Warwick Davis. He will be there as well. So this is shaping up to be a huge event. Dave Filoni has not been announced yet, and neither has John Favaro. But Dave, I can't imagine that the two leaders of our TV live-action front isn't going to be at celebration unless they're going to be filming, Dave, that they would take a break. A lot of actors will take breaks from whatever they're doing for a couple of days or a day to fly over to whatever convention that needs to be done. So, dude, if Favaro and Filoni aren't there, I would be disappointed. I'll admit it. I will be disappointed because I think they,
0: I'd be more disappointed in Filoni because Filoni is such a mainstay for the celebration. He's always there.
1: Well, and yes, I agree. Because even though I would love to see Favreau representing his show, Maloney also could represent the Mandalorian because he is also an executive producer on that show as well. So having him there would give us that. That marketing push that we need to, you know, hopefully share a bunch of information, show us maybe clips of the TV show, which I mean, this is in April, Dave. And a few short months later, we allegedly are, is going to have are going to have the uh, the debut of the Mandalorian, right?
0: Yes. That, so that's the thing. What's that's the over what under
1: saying. on on whether or not we get either a a first look at Episode One, like they've done with Star Wars Rebels in the past, or at least a trailer? Which one do you think we're going to get?
0: I think we're going to get the teaser, the teaser trailer.
1: Okay. Um, really, they ha- you don't think they're gonna be ballsy and be confident as fuck and show everybody episode
0: one of the Mandalorian? I think it's too soon. I'd be really shocked to all of a sudden see them already at this point finished. Well, they have the cast. They have the cast and everything, but David, don't ruin my dreams, okay? I mean, I, and, I everything was both... looking up.
1: Iden Verso is gonna be there, and now possibly getting. The, the option to see a trailer or episode, episode I, I, I would be happy with either or. Honestly. I'd be happy like, with I don't, either I'm or. not a stickler for seeing that first episode, but definitely a teaser trailer. If we don't get something before Star Wars Celebration, I would think they're holding it for that event.
0: And you can't forget, there's also the the Clone Wars, which is hanging, uh, hanging over everybody's head still. Yep. Clone and we, Wars still has to show up. And honestly, we don't
1: really know much about
0: that. But all we've gotten
1: is the... The press release the official announcement that clone wars is coming back yeah we haven't heard anything else in the way of story really who's going to be involved so yeah you're right Dave that's another that, big thing that's going to be hopefully taking up a large portion of star wars celebration never mind I mean episode nine Dave episode exactly. nine exactly Episode nine, the Mandalorian, the Rogue One TV series, Series. Clone Wars 2019.
0: There's just so much. Yeah. This year, I mean, we've stated it before. This year is a big year for Star Wars because you have so many things going on. That's why people have been saying oversaturation, oversaturation. Well, this year is going to mark where there is a lot of star Wars going on in one year. And can they market it well enough to uh, get everyone in, interested in I it? I think so. Because like <laughs> you have not only, not only those projects you mentioned, they still got resistance going on and resistance is picking up. And we know that resistance was picked up for a second season. So we have that lying around. We have uh galaxy's edge, any news on galaxy's edge because galaxy's edge is going to actually be opening later in the year. There's just so much going on that I'm like going, when you ask me, what am I expecting? Any of that will yeah. make me happy. Yeah. You
1: well, know? Yeah. I think being at the cele- at celebration is just, is more than enough to keep our excitement and, uh, or to build
0: our excitement. But when it comes to news, you can, <clears throat> they can have a blockbuster of any of those bro- projects coming out. And I think that would basically be the talk of celebration regardless because, like, look what happened with uh, the news of Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy, Galaxy's Edge took, it took the news by storm in the last celebration because everyone was like, oh, my God, they're that close to actually finishing that theme park when everyone thought it would take forever. Yeah. And then they said, nope, we're almost here. It's going to release in 2019. Right. Bang. It exploded. And then, now with this, everyone knows Episode nine is just at the end of the year. Mandalorian should be released oh, at Jesus. the end of the year. There's so
1: much, man. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to take the ending of
0: 2019. Ending of 2019 is, honestly, Kathleen Kennedy is, like, probably hoping that this is going to be the biggest year for Star Wars.
1: I think 2019 has the ability to solidify her creative prowess yes over star wars over star wars this will be the deciding year dave like despite all of the controversy amongst some of the fans right Uh, but when it comes to kathleen kennedy's control and oversight of lucasfilm and there's been some wins There's been a couple stumbles, but for the most part, there's been successes, right? Yes. At least that's how we feel. That's how we feel. And I think, and I think monetarily, when you look at the money and, and how much money they've made, there hasn't been any stumbles, except of course, unfortunately for Solo. That being said, 2019 has the ability to solidify Kathleen Kennedy's decisions, whether or not she's making the right calls. This is a very important year not just to Star Wars fans but for Kathleen Kennedy. Yes. Because imagine if she has two successful TV shows, Clone Wars, The Mandalorian, and then Episode 9 just knocks it out of the park. Yeah. She's uh, th- th- that's exactly what we need. We need those 3 wins, Dave, so that we can silence the the incessant trolls that bicker and bitch about Kathleen Kennedy and the alleged Radical left ideology that she's
0: throwing into Star Wars because let's face it. When Kathleen Kennedy took over, she came in as the heir apparent to George Lucas. Oh, look at you. And when you have to live up to the. To the ranks or to the to the, you know, work that George Lucas puts out there, you got to make sure that you could say, OK, George did his thing and we built off of, uh, off of George Lucas, but here's what we got because of it. That's what Kathleen Kennedy, I think, has to establish this year, 2019. And I think she's going to. She's going to prove herself this year.
1: And I know yeah. that sounds very condescending. Oh, she hasn't pr- proven herself yet, because in my opinion, she has. But for the general mainstream yes. to acknowledge her as a true leader, and to acknowledge that she was the right pick, this year needs to solidify that for her. She needs these wins. She needs these wins. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Claudia Gray's upcoming book, Dave, that you and I will be covering on our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Digital Pledge, $5 or more a month to gain access to our discussions on things like this. Now, as we've seen over the last few months, 2019 won't just be the year of Episode 9 and The Mandalorian, but a huge year in Star Wars publishing, and I couldn't be happier. The keyboards of authors and the printing presses of publishers are moving through hyperspace, according to StarWarsNewsNet.com, to make sure you've got something to read while we approach the end of the Skywalker saga. One of the most anticipated releases of 2019 is Claudia Gray's *Master and Apprentice*. I would agree with that. Yes. Which is. will give us a look into the tutelage of Obi-Wan Kenobi under Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn. The good folks over at Del Rey Books has released the first synopsis to whet the appetite of fans. According to a tweet, here we go. You ready for this little preview? Yes. An unexpected offer threatens the bond between Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi as the two Jedi navigate a dangerous new planet and an uncertain future. A Jedi must be a fearless warrior, a guardian of justice, and a scholar in the ways of the Force. But perhaps a Jedi's most essential duty is to pass on what they have learned. Master Yoda trained Dooku, Dooku trained Qui-Gon, and now Qui-Gon has a Padawan of his own. But while Qui-Gon has faced all manner of threats and danger as a Jedi, nothing has ever scared him like the thought of falling or failing his apprentice. Obi-Wan has deep respect for his master, but struggles to understand him. Why must Qui-Gon often disregard the laws that bind the Jedi? Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I'm so glad this is the direction they're taking the book, Dave. Now that comic book we read, Age of Republic, number one, Qui-Gon Jinn, makes perfect sense. We went into detail and we analyzed and broke down the actual philosophical angle of that comic book and what it was saying. And we specifically said when we were reviewing and discussing that comic book that they're tackling an area of the prequel era that has kind of just been dropped. And I understand that those movies are... Decades ago now, right, or a decade or more ago, that is not relevant as much as, say, the prequel era or the, uh, the new sequel era. But leading up to the release of Phantom Menace, all we heard in the marketing for Liam Neeson's character, Qui-Gon Jinn, was he was a rogue Jedi. That was in all the marketing. Yes. He was a rogue Jedi, not a bad Jedi, just someone who questioned the Jedi's decisions. And we did see a little bit of that, but the focus of Phantom Menace was less about him and more about getting Anakin Skywalker where he needs to be in order to become the infamous Darth Vader, right? So a lot of that aspect of Qui-Gon Jinn kind of got lost. We heard it a few times when Obi-Wan had said, you know, Master, you would be on the council if you quit disagreeing with them like this. So we got little bits of of narrative moments that really expanded on that, but not a lot. It was just yes. a little bit. It, it was a hint. It was a hint. And now with the comic book, they really took that up a notch, which I highly suggest people pick that up and read it. And now this book is going to continue that pro- that thought process. And I think it's very smart because we're in an era, an era of non-gray or non-black and white. The new era of Star Wars is is black, white, and gray. Yes. There is no black and white anymore. It's about the, the in-between, the middle, the questioning of ethics and morality. And to have a book that really goes into that with this character, Qui-Gon Jin, feels very fluid with what Lucas had originally conceived of for this character, his conception of this character.
0: And finally, we'll get actual confirmation about the relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And that's been the one thing that everybody, all Star Wars fans, wanted to see. They wanted to see more adventures of Qui Gon and Obi Wan together. What was the dynamic between master and apprentice? I'll be honest. This seems fami- This this book seems similar to the Sith Lord's book that came out. But maybe from the opposite from perspective. The opposite perspective. And that's why I'm excited for this book is because we all saw how good and Sith Lords as a book was. It was underrated. It Did was not underrated. Getting as
1: much respect amongst the Star Wars fandoms as it should.
0: Oh, my God. It was a great book. Now you're coming with us with Master and Apprentice, which. Just by itself, you could see the parallels between the two books and the great point, Dave. I didn't I think wanna, about that. I want to see if they actually show the parallel. Yeah
1: between a Sith Lord and a Jedi Knight. Well, now that you brought it up, I want to as well. That that would make perfect sense. But Dave, you know what? We have reached the end of the show. We must conclude. We're already at that hour mark. I want to thank everybody for listening to us. If you missed any part of this broadcast, you can find us, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Just search Star Wars from the back to tank. Leave us reviews. Give us a thumbs up. Helps us get seen more by people. And we hope to see some of you at Star Wars Celebration. If you recognize us or you uh, want to say hi to us, We will make sure we release information on how people can track us down. I'm looking forward to talking to our listeners. We have thousands and thousands of listeners, and I hope the chances of some of them being there at our celebration is is pretty high. So I'm hoping to meet some of those individuals. All right, Dave, this concludes our discussion. Thank you. May the Force be with us.
0: Hello, this is Stormtrooper 1, and if you've missed any portion of the show, head over to FromTheBactaTank.com and uh, listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, We're also on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com, search Bacta, and add us to your favorites. Thank you, and uh, listen responsibly, and may the force be with you, and long live. From the Back to Tank From the Back to Tank is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas Hosted by Michael Flores David Zabal You can find out more about our show By going to www.fromthebacktotank.com You can also find us on Twitter at From Back to Tank As well as Facebook Facebook.com slash From the Back to Tank Thank you